0: will be baptized you will be baptized and we're going to talk about that being baptized in a few moments and then next week I'm going to talk about you will share the blessing and I'm going to tell you some of you need to make sure you're here next week because some of you don't share well some of you want the blessing but you don't share the blessing some of you want God to give, 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 but you don't want to give, 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 give. And, and, and next week I'm going to hit some of the things I talked about in the altar. I'm going to talk about how that some gave something, some gave anything, and some gave everything. And and, and I believe that we got to get some place where we're at least giving something, or, or somewhere we got to give anything. And sometimes it doesn't matter what it is; you got to give anything. But if we can truly grab hold of the power of Pentecost, we'll begin to give everything. And uh, that's going to be next week, so I want you to be here for that next week. And uh, um, sometimes I hate telling people what I'm going to preach because I'm afraid that they're going to go, well, I ain't coming. <laughs> I ain't coming to hear that. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I believe that God wants to do something special. I do want to take just a moment and let you know Beth and I are going to go and, and see her niece, and we're going to get a little vacation here in a couple weeks. And, and a little, my wife's like, a vacation? Yeah, I know, going to see... Her niece is not a vacation because I spoil her niece. It really usually costs me a lot of money to go see Brittany. Um, uh, I don't have a daughter, but I have a niece. I have several, but I've got one that I've spoiled. And uh, But we're going to go see her in Tulsa. And uh, Brother Brian Githens is going to be preaching uh, Sunday the 23rd, uh, Sunday morning. Sister Sarah is going to be preaching on Sunday night. I want you to be here and be fired up for that. I believe God is going to do something great. Amen. Today, I want us to talk about you will be baptized. Oh, we use that word a lot around here. We talk about water baptism. We talk about baptism in fire around this church. We know what it means to be baptized in anointing, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on, but we're going to talk about what this baptism really is. I want you to open your Bibles with me. Acts chapter one, beginning in verse number four. Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse number 4. I'm reading from the New King James Version. This is what the word of the Lord says. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." Now when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we pray that you would move and guide and lead us in your anointing. Move and guide and lead us in your power. Lead us in your spirit. Lead us, Lord Jesus, in your word. Submerse us in your presence. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Today I want to talk about being baptized. I'm talking about being baptized, and we're gonna look at being baptized in water and fire and anointing. We're gonna we're gonna do a water we're gonna do some water baptism here in just a few moments. But I, I got news for you. We need to understand what being baptized is all about. Now, if you know anything about us, if you know anything about uh, uh, our church and about our history and our tradition, you know that that the easiest way to visualize baptism comes as we baptize in water. And, and and the reason I say that I'm going to talk about water a little bit more in just a moment. But but when we baptize in water, we don't sprinkle you. We don't. No. We dunk you. We 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 take you all the way under. Uh, I told somebody who's being baptized today that I would only hold them down as long as I thought it took to clean them up. And, uh, 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 you know, so thankfully it won't take long to clean anybody up that's being baptized today. Uh, my dad dunked me. At, my dad actually baptized me two different times. And the first time he baptized, he dunked me twice. He took me under brought me up I was too small to stand in the baptistry so they had a they had a block or a or a stool in the baptistry and when dad took me under he brought me up and the stool moved and dad let go and I went under again <laughs> still didn't do it had to come back later on and do it again but anyway um but when 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 we have baptisms We go all the way under. That word baptized means to submerge. It means to fully cover. Now, that we can understand with water. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But as we go through this sermon, I want us to understand that we have to be fully baptized in the fire. We have to be fully submerged in the anointing. That baptism is not something you get a little bit baptized. You get completely baptized. Now, as I begin to look at this scripture, it tells me here that, that he says that, you, that John, in verse 5, truly baptized with water. Now, John baptized with water. Now, everybody knew in that day, and most of us in the church world, we understand who he's talking about when he says John. John was so known for baptizing people in water that we call him John the Baptist. That doesn't mean he went to the Baptist church. That means that he was John the Baptist because he was the one that baptized people that he he spent his ministry baptizing in water. That baptistry, that baptism was about submersing them in faith, submersing them in believing in the power of God. Let me tell you what water baptism is about. Water baptism originally was about having a clean heart. It was about cleaning up our life. A public confession that it is no longer I who live, but it's, It is Christ who lives even before Christ. It was a public confession that I believe there's a Messiah coming that's going to finish the work that I symbolically start today. When John baptized in water, he baptized understanding he was looking to the future that there was one coming whose sandals he was not able, whose sandals he was not able to buckle that was greater than he was. And if we today come together and wash our sins away, one of these days he will come and wash our sins away. Ooh, come on now. I'm ready for church. John said, I know there is one. And then all of a sudden, Jesus walks up to John. And the Lord revealed to John, this kid, this guy that is your cousin, this guy that is about six months younger than you are, He's the one. Can you imagine that? Think about your cousin. Anybody got a cousin? I I, I got a cousin. My cousin's ugly. I hope he watches this. He probably won't, but my, my cousin's ugly. My cousin's like a brother to me. We grew up together. We saw each other all the time. Every time we get together we we it, it, it's like it's like you know we don't miss a beat. I saw him a few months ago. He's grown out his beard now. He's got one of those big big long beards now. And that's a good thing because it covers his ugly face. When I call my cousin on the phone, I never say, "Hey Shane, how you doing?" I'll call and say, "Hey Lizard Lips, how's it going?" That's the love in our family. And, and when, when it, my cousin, if God all of a sudden, my cousin walked in, y'all know Shane, he preached here. I just remembered that. He preached here a few years back. All of a sudden, if my cousin walked in the building and the Lord said, ha, that's the Messiah, and I go, whoa, wait a minute. God, you could have done better than that. But all of a sudden, John, he said, he's the one. And Jesus came and said, I want you to baptize me. And John says, oh, no, 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 no. See, you're coming to baptize us all. You're coming to truly wash us. I should be baptized by you. But Jesus said something important. He said, no, you need to baptize me because it's the right thing to do. See, water baptism is the right thing to do. The reason we are baptized today is, number one, because it symbolizes the washing away of our sin. Number two, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. If the Son of God needed to be baptized in water to make a public confession of his faith, then I need to be right there being baptized as well, making sure people know who I am. But even at the baptism of Christ, it was looking forward to things that had not happened yet. But now when we get to Acts chapter 1, and Jesus says, For John truly baptized with water... He now is talking about a baptism that takes on a whole new picture because now we understand that baptism, the third thing water baptism is, it is the symbolic joining together with Christ in death, burial, and resurrection. We are dying to our old self. Behold, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is come. We are dying to ourselves and when we come up out of that water, we're resurrected to A new life. When we're baptized in water, we're confessing, we're following, and we're celebrating. We're confessing that we've been saved. We're following the example of Christ, and we're celebrating the death, resurrection, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, that's what water baptism is about. Now I'm gonna take off my desk. If those that are being baptized with Ah. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Don't. laughs> Uh, the, uh, everybody is being baptized. Yeah. the confession and uh, I, I believe that that that's an important part of what we do it's about letting people know that my life has changed and uh, I, I'm gonna have Rose Rose I'm gonna have you come first you get to go first and this 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 young lady here, she fires me up. She uh, she I, I, I talk about her all the time. She is she is one of the greatest ministers in our church. She ministers to all kinds of people, uh, and she's not afraid to reach out. I told somebody the other day if if we and it happens occasionally if we're sitting in church and we have somebody come in that that's uh, indulged in another spirit before they got here. Uh, and that happens occasionally. People come, you know, under the influence of other spirits. Um, uh, if they, if I, if I'll, I'll see them come in, I'll look around. And if Rose is here, I go straight to Rose and go, can you help with them? Because she just, she just has a compassionate heart. And uh, I just thank God for her every day. Do you want to testify? No. Nope. She, no, I knew that was going to happen. Do you publicly confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life? Yes, sir. All right. That's all right. We got you. That's all right. We're not going to drown you. Okay. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your power, your anointing, and your peace. And Lord, I want you to reach down right now and I want you to move in Rose's life, Lord Jesus. I want you to touch her, anoint her. Lord, we thank you for her public confession today. And now, Lord, in the name of God, the Father, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize her. Amen. 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 Praise God. Brother Gil, you get to go next. <laughs> Isn't it? Praise the Lord. Amen. There you go. Brother Gil, do you want to testify? No. Do you publicly confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life? Yes. Just hold your nose there. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Gil, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the testimony that is his life. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that He he's not afraid to, Lord, make a public confession today. And, Lord, I just believe for your power and your anointing. And, Lord, right now, Lord, we baptize him in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah <laughs> He asked if we had a comb so we could comb his hair. <laughs> go next, I'm going to make Marilyn just wait it out. <laughs> now, Brother Mark, Sister Marilyn, they're going into ministry. And they've been baptized before, but both of them, when they begin to look, they begin to realize that, that they have been they have found the, the, the mercy of God bringing them back to the kingdom since the last time they were baptized. And, and we believe in the church, and I believe, that baptism is not something you do once. It's something that when when you've walked away and you come back, I think you need to make that public confession. Hey, hey, God God brought me back. God gave me mercy. And that's what Mark and Marilyn are doing today. And I'm just excited to have that. Mark, you want to give a testimony? Do you publicly confess that Jesus is the Lord of your life? Boy, he's answering before I get it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you step this way? Just give me a little room to get you dunked here. And uh, Wait, going on. Uh, I said, "Guess you can go back here." Yeah, we go. We'll go this way. This will, this will work. And uh, just hold your, hold your nose there, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. I thank you for Mark and the ministry that he does. Lord, I thank you for the power, Lord Jesus, and everything that He does. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to move in him. Lord, take him deeper and deeper and deeper in your word, deeper and deeper and deeper in your work. Lord, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. And now I baptize him in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Sister Marilyn. The water is really nice. It's <laughs> don't bump my head on the stairs. She said, don't bump my head on the stairs. I said, we want you to promise. <laughs> I've only hit one person's head baptizing them, so. Uh, do you want to testify? No. no. Wow. Sister Marilyn Doyle, she's in water. She don't <laughs> want to testify. I <laughs> Do you publicly confess that Jesus is Lord of your life? Yes. Don't talk me. Well, I got you. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just come to you right now, and I thank you and I praise you for your power, for your anointing. Lord, I thank you that we're able to step outside our comfort zone, Lord Jesus. Lord, to do your work, to follow your example, to do your will. Lord, I pray that you would just send your victory, send your power, send your fire. Lord, let the anointing of God, Lord, be on her life. Take her deeper in Your Word, deeper in the anointing, Lord Jesus. Lord, let this moment be the day, Lord, that not just she's out of her comfort zone here, but she steps out of her boat, Lord Jesus, and she does Your Word. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. And now I baptize you in the name of the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen, Lord amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. God is good. 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 But he says here in verse five, he says, For surely John baptizes in water, but. Oh. You know, I get excited when I see that word but. But changes everything. That changes the purpose. That changes the direction. That changes the story. He says, truly, John baptized in water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. John said, I baptize in water, but there is one coming who will baptize with fire. I'm talking about the fire and the anointing Of the Holy Ghost, you see, I quoted the verse when I started out today. The service today, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were together, together in one mind and one accord. And there came a sound from heaven, as of a mighty rushing wind, and they saw, as it appeared, clothing tongues of fire that split apart and set upon each of them, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit did give the utterance. Oh, I'm talking about a baptism in fire, a baptism in the Holy Ghost. I'm sick and tired of people wanting to get their feet wet in Pentecost, their feet wet in the Holy Ghost. I'm tired of people that want to wade into the pool of the Pentecostal power, but they don't want to be submerged in it. They don't want it all. They just want a little bit of it. I got news for you. When you become submerged, when you become baptized in the Holy Ghost, baptized in the fire, it takes all all of you it consumes all of you you know why I believe that speaking in other tongues is the initial evidence of the Holy Spirit because I'm a human if, if I was just a creation and was just an animal I would be dead cheetahs are faster than I am For that matter, a sloth is faster than I am. Cheetahs are faster than I am. Elephants are bigger than I am right now. Apes are stronger than I am. But I got news for you. Ain't none of them, ain't none of them can express their thought through language but me. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Cracks me up when people go, you know what that dog's thinking? No, neither do you because we can't read his mind. Most of the time that dog is thinking, when can I eat and will you be quiet so I can sleep? Unless he's looking and going, can I bite you? What would you taste like? We, we have these, these thoughts, but the truth of the matter is, we don't know what an animal thinks because they can't express it in words, but we can. That is our defense. Our defense is the ability to speak forth the reasoning in our brain. That's why we're dominant over the other animals, not because we're stronger, faster, faster. Bigger, but because we're able to express. And when the Holy Spirit comes on us and He gets us so enthroned in Him that the only thing that separates us, the only thing that saves us from creation, the only thing that sets us apart as man, the ability to speak is even taken over by the Holy Ghost. That is a sign that we have been submerged in fire. We have been dunked. We have been all the way under. I'm going to tell you, you can talk to these that were baptized today, they're not a dry spot on them. I took them all the way under. Why? Because it was about about completely undergoing the change. But I got news for you. When the day of Pentecost come, there were 120 in an upper room that all of a sudden got doused. Everything in, in them was covered in the Holy Ghost. When they came out of that room, they didn't come out the same way they went in. They came out baptized in fire before Peter went in that room he couldn't even stand up to anybody he told everybody I don't even know who Jesus is But when he came out of that room, he stood on a balcony and witnessed, and 3,000 got saved. You know what was different? Before he went in that room, he wasn't baptized in fire. He wasn't covered in the Holy Ghost. But when he came out, his fear, his doubt, his anxiety, everything was behind him because now he had been baptized in the fire. I want us to come to a place in the church that we become baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost. I want us to come to a place in the church that we quit worrying about our history. We quit worrying about our tradition. Well, that ain't the way we did it before. Well, I ain't ever seen nobody baptizing the middle of a sermon. Sister Amy's like, I didn't know it'd take anybody that long to change clothes. <laughs> I heard, I heard the music fading down. and I could tell she was going, hurry up. We ain't ever done it that way before. Well, I got news for you. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter how it's been done before because that's covered in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what it looks like today because what it used to look like has been covered in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter what my fear was, what my doubt was, what my concern was. It's been covered in the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, the last two or three days, I've been exhausted. Yesterday, Beth couldn't keep me awake. I got up, went to the chair, sat down. Woke up for a little while. Beth said, we need to do this, this, and this. I said, all right, well, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I dreamed a good walk. I woke up from that nap, and it was dark outside. You know what that means? Once it's dark outside, you can go to bed. (laughs) I went to bed and slept all night, and this morning I am sitting here, and Beth says, you all right? And I'm tired. She goes, don't tell me you're tired. You slept all day yesterday. I'm like, I'm tired. But can I tell you what happens when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost? all of a sudden, that tired body falls to the side and all of a sudden, there is a fire that burns deep inside my bones and I can't keep it quiet and all of a sudden, I come and I preach with fire and power, not out of my own strength, not out of my own ability but out of the power of the anointing of God. The Word of God says it this way, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Holy Ghost, says the Word of the Lord. I got news for you. When we become baptized by fire, everything changes. We don't look the same. We don't sound the same. We don't act the same. Our life becomes scorched. You know what happens when your life gets scorched? It becomes marked. It smells. I went to camp meeting this weekend and I got a hotel. And I got me a non-smoking room. I usually don't like to smoke in the hotel room anyway. (laughs) I got me a non-smoking room. But what they didn't tell me is, evidently, it was not a non-smoking hallway. Every time I opened the door to my room, it was like, whoo! Wow! And I got home yesterday. And I opened up my bag so that I could put all my dirty clothes in the laundry, which I didn't. They're still in my bag, but it's open. And I opened my bag up, and when I opened it, I went, "Whoa! Somebody was smoking. Why? Because that smoke has invaded the fabric of my clothes. Mm. When we get baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost everywhere we go, somebody goes, "Whoop! I smell something. Oh, oh there, 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 there's something about them. There is a fire on them. There is a call on them. There is a blessing on them. That's why when Peter and John went to the temple of at the hour of prayer, they walking by the man that had been laid there since he was born, and he calls out to them, and he looks up expecting to receive something from them, and they said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he jumped up to his feet. But the part of that story I like is the Bible says he looked expecting to receive something from them. There was a smell about them. There was a look about them. There was something on their face that said, if I ask them, they're going to give me something. Now, he didn't know what he was going to get. But he knew they had something. Do we have enough baptism in the Holy Ghost? Have we been scorched enough by the fire of Pentecost that when we walk down the street, the people look at us and say, they can help. They can do something. Something they can help me if they'll pray for me, it will change things. Our problem is most of us douse the fire so fast. And we cover the smell of Pentecost with the perfume of the world. Because we don't want anybody asking us. We won't want them to know that we're holy rollers, we don't want them to know that we're Pentecostal. We want them to think that we're something else. Well, I got news for you. When you become baptized, when you become submerged in the fire of Jesus Christ, you come out purified. You come out clean. You come out scorched. You come out marked so that when you go into the world, everything changes. Let me tell you what that marking and what that purifying leads us to. It leads us to anointing. It's a word that we use a lot as well. It's one of those churchy words. You know, people outside the church they well they don't quite understand what anointing is. We 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 do things around here where where we anoint the sick with oil. We anoint microphones and doors and. Every Sunday I have to make sure my mic is where I can hold it because it's been anointed so much I can't hardly hold on to the thing. We get a little bit of oil, and people are like, what, what are you doing with it? Is, is that sacred stuff? No, that's just olive oil. And I'm cheap enough. We bought that at Walmart. That's extra value, oil, olive oil. I didn't even buy the expensive stuff. Let me tell you something. Yeah, great value, whatever it is. We 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 use this term and we think it's that. Around this place around this church, we've been known to anoint people. Seventeen ounces, seventeen ounce bottles of olive oil. We've been known to put people up here and anoint them with three three liters of anointing oil. Pour it all over them. Yeah, you know, and people think, oh, that's crazy. Well, it is crazy. It's insane. But can I tell you the anointing is more than a little bit of olive oil we put on your forehead. It's more than something we pour over you. That's all symbolic. That's all to get us a picture of what anointing is. Anointing is when the oil of the Holy Spirit, the oil in the Bible represents the Spirit, and that oil comes and it begins to flow over us. It begins to influence us. It begins to show us what we're supposed to do. It becomes our calling. People talk about ministers and say they've got a great anointing, what that means is their calling is sure, their word is sure, and they are directed by what God is telling them to do. They speak the words of truth out of God's own lips. I got news for you. It's not just pastors and evangelists and ministers that have an anointing. Every one of you in this place have been called to be baptized with an anointing. I'm not mad. I'm just tired. Your anointing is going to look different than my anointing. You hear me. God does not put the same anointings in the same place. Because that's a waste of time. And my God don't waste time. Your anointing is going to be different than my anointing. I've got a loud anointing. I've got a loud anointing. I've got an anointing to preach the word. That's what I do. I, I I tell people all the time, you, you get them in the doors and I'll preach the fire and love of God. I'll preach the judgment. I'll preach the correction. I'll preach salvation, sanctification, infilling of the Holy Ghost. I'll preach whatever you want to preach as long as it's biblical. I'm going to preach the fire because that's my anointing. I'm a little weaker at Walmart. Oh, I I... I I, I'm, I'm I've become bold enough to witness, but I had to learn that it's not natural. I've become spiritual enough not to complain. That's natural, especially at Walmart. I I, I have a tendency. Everything in my life is getting better, but it used to always be at this volume. What is wrong with you? I wanted Furman's anointing. Now, Jackie may tell us different, but I'm not sure Furman Furman has a volume above. God bless you. God just does great things. Brother Furman has got a quiet anointing. He speaks with wisdom and mercy. In conviction. And I'm over here going, get him, vermin! Yeah! <laughs> See, I, I, I want, I, I wish sometimes I had him. But praise God, his anointing's here. Because his anointing brings something my anointing doesn't bring. And then, and then we got brother Mike's anointing. That's a different anointing. We got sister Evelyn's anointing, sister Naomi, brother James, and and Johnny's anointing. And oh Lord, I've already bragged on her, but her, her anointing, man, dear Lord, we couldn't do it without her. We we I could go I could go every person in this church. I mean, I, even Beth has an anointing. I mean, it's it, it, you know you know we we got her. Boy, she's threatening me. We got that Yankee anointing that just that sort of shoots straight. Then we got that smart aleck anointing. That, uh, uh, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm meddling now. Uh, but all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, we begin to understand that as we come together, what do we form? We form the body of Christ. You see, that's what the anointing is about. Anointing comes back when you trace it back. Being baptized and anointing is about healing. You pour in the oil and the wine to heal the wounded sheep. The anointing, that concept of anointing is about healing the body. And when the body understands that we need to be submersed in our calling, submersed in our purpose, submersed in what God intended us to be and do, then we bring healing to the body. Let me clear something up for some of you. Your anointing is not there to hurt people. Nobody is called to amputate part of the body. That's not your calling. See, we got a lot of people sometimes say, well, my job is to get rid of the riffraff. God didn't call you to get rid of the riffraff. Somebody may have called you to get rid of the riffraff, but it wasn't God. That's not an anointing of God. The anointing is about healing. And when we all do what we've been called to do, we heal. I have a saying that I've said for a number of years. Some of you have heard me say it. That if I am not who God called me to be, I rob the world of what God called me to do. I'm the only one that can do what God called me to do. You're the only one that can do what God called you to do. And if you allow fear, you allow anything to keep you from doing what God called you to do, keep you from being baptized, submersed in your anointing, submersed in your calling, you rob the world of the blessing you were supposed to give. Let me tell you something, church. We've got to be baptized in water. Water. It's a public confession of our faith. That's where we say, hey, God's doing something in me. God's done something in me. I have joined together with him in death, burial, and resurrection. I have been cleansed. I have been purified. I have followed the example of Christ. I have been baptized in water, and that's wonderful, and that's powerful. But God also called us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. To be baptized in fire. To be baptized in a strength and an an- and a power bigger than ours. And when we get baptized in that Holy Ghost, it gives us our calling. It gives us our anointing. And when we walk out, we come out continuously baptized in our anointing. I can be baptized in water and I can go clean that off. I can be baptized in the fire of the Holy Ghost and I can leave that service and go do whatever I want. But when I truly get baptized in anointing, it follows me. It follows me. It drips down. It drips down my face. It follows me. It stays there. And- and- and, and that's where we've got to get. See, it, it is a progression. Baptize, baptism in water, in water is great, but it's going to dry out. Baptize, baptism in the Holy Ghost is great, but sometimes we need to get back to the fire. Oh, but sometimes we just need a little baptism in the anointing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's harder to get out. Any of you who have been anointed by me know that that oil a little harder to get out. Amen. Let me tell you something. We need to be baptized in an anointing that moves outside the doors. Have you noticed anything about this series about the Pentecost? None of it revolves around an altar. None of it revolves around a shout. We've made it about altars and shouts and dancing and running and speaking in tongues and that's all great but the anointing, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not about this altar. It's not about the shout. It's about what are we going to carry outside those doors. It's about what are we going to do in the streets. It's about are we going to walk out with our hair messed up. I got long enough hair now that now my hair is messed up. You see, all of a sudden we've got to understand that we didn't come into the house of God to get a little something we can control, but we need to get a hold of an anointing that controls us. We need to get a hold of an anointing that controls our life. I've got news for you, church. I'm not satisfied with baptism in water. I'm not satisfied with baptism in fire. I want to be baptized in the anointing of my call, and I want it to go with me and follow me and lead me in my life. God is a good good God. And he's laid out in his word for us to have his blessing. And all we've got to do is let it happen. I, I love Sister Marilyn's testimony. And and she'll probably kill me for this. I'm not asking permission, I'll ask forgiveness. She's afraid of water. She's afraid of water. I when she applied for ministry, I'd looked at her thing and I'd noticed that, yeah, you know, you're probably gonna need to be baptized again. Which I I I baptized Brian, Pastor Brian and Pastor Anna, because they needed to be baptized again. I was baptized again when I applied for ministry. And, and 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 so that's that's nothing unusual. And she says, Okay, I said, we'll get that worked out. Well, I forgot about it. She passed her test a couple of weeks ago and I get a call from the state office, and they said, hey, we were looking at her application. We can't send that in yet because she needs to be baptized. I'm like, oh, I forgot, and I called her. She goes, well, I knew it, but I wasn't about to say nothing. I was waiting for you to say something. (laughs) That's water. I was waiting on you. And, And But yet, even in her fear, she walked into that water. Now, What's what's the what's so great about that? Because I got news for you: if you're going to walk into a baptism an anointing, you're going to have to walk past your fear. Because sometimes your anointing you don't think is natural, but I got news for you: every one of you, every anointing that God has placed in your life, He has prepared you for. And, and, and it's going to make you look different. It's going to make you act different. It's going to make you a different person. But it is the anointing you were prepared for. Tonight, I'm going to preach a sermon on let's talk about anointing. And and while I'm not a professional, I've done a little bit of research. Me and Google are a dangerous thing. And tonight, as I talk about anointing, I'm going to go through Exodus chapter 30 through the recipe for the anointing oil for the temple. And we're going to talk about the things that are in our anointing. And I got news for you. There's some things in our anointing that you didn't expect. Some of it's deadly. Some of it's deadly. But it's in our anointing. And, 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 and the reason I think God's led me to this, to this passage, one of the preachers mentioned part of it in a sermon, and my mind just went, "Whoa, let's go there. But let me tell you something. When you become baptized in anointing, you go beyond what you think you can do. Because you allow God to change you. You allow God to change you. You shall be baptized in water, in fire, and in anointing. As we leave this place, I want us to leave this place baptized in anointing. I will pray a prayer. And while this year I'm not anointing with seventeen ounces of oil apiece, this anointing gets washed it gets washed out. That anointing is everlasting. I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I want to walk in an anointing I want to walk in my anointing and and by that I don't mean it's your thing and you get to do whatever you want no your anointing is the anointing God chose for you I want to walk in my anointing I'm going to ask you to come and just stand across the front I'm going to come by I'm just know what when you've been doused a little bit as a refresher I don't even know what time it is I don't really care uh but but uh quick story, most of you heard it. 1999. I uh maybe in ninety-eight. I felt impressed to anoint the church that I was youth pastor at. And because I was youth pastor, not pastor, I called the pastor. I said, Pastor, I feel led to anoint the building. And he said, Okay. He goes, I'll meet you at midnight. Like, okay, he was a night owl. He says, I'll get the oil. And I said, now, Pastor, I I mean, I think we should take a whole bottle of anointing oil and anoint the church. And I'm thinking big. I'm thinking like one of those 17-ounce bottles of anointing oil. My pastor showed up at midnight, opened the trunk of his car. He didn't have a three-liter can of oil. He had three three three-liter cans of oil. He said, if we're going to anoint it, we're going to anoint it right. Right. We poured out nine liters of anointing oil around that property. We anointed every door. We walked around. We got in the car, and he drove and prayed, and I prayed and held a can of oil out the window of that car and drove around the block around our church, stained the road for a year and a half. There were still strips of oil in that road. We put so much oil down. We poured it on the sidewalks. We had so much oil down on a a Saturday night that Sunday morning I get to church and find out that there was a guy who cleaned our church. Who we'll just say was not on the same vision that me and the pastor was on. (laughs) He later left the church anyway. um, Come to find out when he got there to open up the church that morning, he called the cops. Because the church had been vandalized. And the cop got there. Now, this may only happen in South Carolina, but the cop gets there, and he's standing at the doorway, and this guy said, Look at all this stuff all over the river. I don't know what they poured out, but they did something and vandalized our church. And the cop went, Smells, of like olive oil. Are you sure nobody was praying for the church? It may have been why this guy left. He said, Well, who in the world would pray for this church? But anyway... I get in, I get to church, and somebody comes to me and says, "Did you put the oil on the building?" And me and Pastor said we weren't going we to talk about it. I said, "Well, you know, I, 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 you know." And this person that was talking to me said, "The guy that cleans the building wants to know who's going to clean up the mess." And that's all I could take. And I spun around and I said, well, I can tell you one thing. The last thing we need in this church is somebody to clean up the anointing. And in the next year, that guy and several others left the church. Revival broke out. We wound up having 13 weeks of revival that year. God began to move and change. On the one-year anniversary, by now it's become notorious what we did. It's become, oh, you know, the stories a spiritual legend. (gasps) Did you hear about the night that Pastor and and Brother Tommy poured the oil out? And, oh, it was just like, oh. And so now we've got 30 people that want to come up at midnight and anoint the building again. And they all got there, and they were a little disappointed at me because I gave them all a little bit of oil to go pray. I took a bottle of oil, and I poured it on the wheels of our van. And we drove around to all the churches in town, just drove through the parking lot. And they said, why aren't we using nine liters of oil? I said, because once you've got the anointing, a little bit will refresh it. It wasn't about the oil. You see, I tell that story to tell you, I know that we've poured oil. We've anointed in our yard. We've anointed somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 people. We've seen blinded eyes open. Literally opened. And today I'm not pouring oil over your head. But I want to refresh the anointing that God has poured from heaven. And as I pray today, if you want that anointing, I want you to come and stand across the front. Pastor, what are we supposed to do? I just want you to come and worship God. I want you to come give yourself to God. I want you to come and say, I'm a little afraid of the water, but I'm getting in. God, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. I'll take it. I'll take it. As I pray, I want you to come right now. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, Lord, I want you to begin to open up hearts and open up lives to step beyond fear, to step beyond doubt, to step beyond concern. And, Lord, I want you to let them walk into the anointing, baptized in the anointing of God, baptized in your power, baptized in your fire, baptized in your touch. Lord, let them be different when they leave here than they were when they came in. Lord, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name.